Hello, and welcome to the Signpost Inn podcast, a space at life's crossroads to connect with God and find direction. Pour yourself a drink, grab a seat, and join us on the back porch for a friendly conversation about Christian prayer, spirituality, and faithful theology. My name's Matt. And I'm Brandon, and we're really glad you're here. The Signpost Inn podcast is brought to you by the Signpost Inn ministry, where we offer spiritual direction, retreats and sabbatical residencies, and lots of resources and training. You can find out more about what we do and support us by visiting signpostin.org. This is a special episode that we're releasing immediately because we have exciting news. Signpost N is growing, and we've brought on two new staff members, and I just couldn't wait to introduce them to you. This is a big leap of faith for them, and really for all of us, since their first job will be to raise funds to cover all of our salaries and to fund the many new exciting projects we have planned. But we're confident that God wants us to expand our ministry and to make more room at the end. So join us all on the back porch and let me introduce you to Peter and Rachel Gamble. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Welcome back to the back porch. This is a special episode we are releasing out of normal time because we have exciting news and I want to introduce you to our two newest team members, Rachel and Peter Gamble. And so we're, this is like the most fresh podcast you can possibly get from us because we're going to release this as quickly as we possibly can. And I'm excited to do so. So I have uh, Peter and Rachel with me. Hello, Peter and Rachel. Hello. Hey. (laughs) It's good to have you guys. It's good to be here. Um, Yeah. I'm glad you're here. You guys, let's see, you moved to Canyon, what, we said three weeks ago? Is that right? Yeah, this Friday will be three weeks. It's pretty crazy. Feels like it's been a few months. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> yes, so you've been only been here a few weeks and jumping in already. In fact, you have tripled the size of the signpost in international headquarters. I know. I get lost sometimes wandering around <laughs> this place. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> For those of you who don't know how the size of our office, um, just imagine it being enormous, and that will that will only begin to uh, capture the size of our headquarters. An enormous walk-in closet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now closets are great places to do recordings because they have great acoustics. Well, hey, I'm not complaining. We just got our first walk-in closet. I've never been happier. I mean, Peter has like an inch of space, but it's I've never been happier. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, I'm excited to introduce you guys because, well, first of all, I'm excited to introduce you because I've been praying for you guys for a long time, even without knowing that it was going to be you guys. I've been praying for a long time. Lee and I have been praying that somebody would come, that God would bring people to our ministry that aren't just partners in work, but partners in the vision. People who love what we're doing, see what we're doing, can expand what we're doing. So I'm very excited that you guys are here. Um, so let's start with the basics. Uh, who are you? Uh, where are you from? So on and so forth. Yeah. So it's me, Peter Gamble. I grew up in, uh, Mount Airy, Maryland, pretty much my entire life. So, um, I, I'll give a bit of more background here. I was homeschooled for many years, went to a private Christian school for which I'm very grateful. And after a couple of years at community college, I went to Liberty University. Um, where I kind of was sensing God 
working me into some form of ministry. So I did my undergraduate there in youth ministry. And then three years after I graduated, those three years were all online seminary stuff through Liberty. So I just graduated in like August. So Yeah, August of last year um, with my Master's of Divinity in Biblical Studies. Congratulations. Yeah. He still hasn't realized it. That's why he always says he's finished a couple months ago because that's when it really finally sank in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm still still processing. It was it was a really good, challenging season. A lot of formation taking place as I wrestle with um, things and with God and in a in a good, productive way. But there is a sense in which I'm breathing a sigh of relief as I wrap up that arduous academic season of my life. So, and my name's Rachel, and I am originally from Huntingdon, Pennsylvania. Anybody near Penn State University will know it's a very small town the youngest of four older brothers. I'm very tough. I went through public school and then through an arduous journey, found my way to Lynchburg, Virginia, where I went to Liberty University as well. And that's how Peter and I met. Mm -hmm. And we've been married for almost two and a half years. Well, congratulations on that too. That's awesome. Okay. So you're both from the East. How's Colorado been treating you? Okay. Full disclosure here. So I, we've heard a lot about dry heat. We've heard dry heat's the best kind of heat. But for whatever reason, it's dry heat, but our hands and our feet are so sweaty. <laughs> we don't, they don't need to know this. <laughs> oh, that's staying in. I'm so glad. For those of you listening, this is the second time we did this podcast because I messed up the mic on the first one. So now we're just slap happy. Beyond, beyond the sweating, <laughs> beyond the... the... <laughs> Beyond I had that, to say that. We talked about it last night. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is far from home, um, but it's, it's really a beautiful place. Um, I think we're really enjoying getting to grow our connections here in Canyon. I mean, we're still dealing with some of the mourning of like, man, I really miss our families and friends. Or the fact that church. our family and friends aren't at the same time as we are. So like their 8 p.m. is our 6 p.m. and. Yeah. We're like calling them like, hey, guys, it's still young. The night's awesome. And they're like, I'm ready for bed. Thank you. No. Well, we're glad you're here. So get to know you questions. Um, a lot of times we ask the question, what do you do for a living? But we've already answered that question. Um, you guys don't do anything for a living. You joined a crazy startup ministry. So <laughs> you are um, part of the signpost in team. We'll talk about that. But instead of asking you, what do you do for a living? I would like to ask you an even more fun question, which is tell me a story um, that represents the essence of who you are. So Rachel, do you want to go first on that one? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, Peter and I both have gone back to thinking about this question because it's definitely a hard one to answer. And we both go back to when we first met each other because in 2018, we were at both different seasons in our life, yet very similar. I was finishing up my first year at Liberty. He was finishing up his senior year at Liberty, and we didn't know each other whatsoever until one fateful day on April 28th, 2018. I was running a 5K that I will I have never done since. I did it one okay, I did it in 2019, different story. But I did it for extra credit and apparently according to Peter it blocked him from leaving campus to be with friends. So, I was running it with True. a friend, I finished up, I was exhausted walking back to my dorm room and I see somebody walking behind me 
and I'm kind of self-conscious. I'm sweaty. I'm gross. I just, I don't, I just want to get to the dorm. And the person behind me asks, hey, did you win the race? Because I'm wearing a participation medal. I was too tired to take the number off of me. And I said, no, no, I did not. But that person ended up being Peter and we talked for 10 minutes on a sidewalk, Mm -hmm. not knowing anything about each other, just having a good conversation. And that's kind of a weird story because beforehand I had just come to a point in my relationship with Jesus where I had for so long wanted to find the one and I just told him, Lord, I'm done. I've seen where this goes. It goes badly when I try to plan things myself. So I'm going to trust you. And then three days later, I met Peter and was oblivious to everything. I love connecting with people. I love people's stories. So I was just happy to talk to someone who wanted to talk to me and have a conversation. And needless to say, um, the rest was history. Um, He ended up reaching back out to me for coffee. And again, just the I love Jesus and I love people. And that was literally all we talked about at the coffee shop was how we love Jesus and what he's been doing in our lives. And both of us can say that felt like talking to an old friend. So that's kind of who I am. I'm very fearless. I will talk to a person in a coffee shop line. I will talk to a person on the side of the road who I don't know. Yeah, I just, I don't do things the status quo way, I guess, or the polite way. That's awesome. Thank you. Peter, uh, What's a story that gives us the essence of who you are? Again, what an interesting question. The first, you know, for our first take one, I I told my half of that story and stuff, but you you summarized a bit more this time. Um, Is that good? So I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I need to make a quick pivot. So I haven't got a pivot. So a story that I think it's a good memory really for me. Um, and it's when we were married, we were living in our first apartment. It was a beautiful summer evening. Something that Rachel and I like to do together is cook. We both love food and we, we like to cook together. It's, so long as I don't burn the chicken or anything, mood, mood stays pretty good, you know? But this, this particular instance, um, I think what stands out to me is some of the spontaneity. We were already like halfway through dinner. I think the occasion for it was that my sister was coming home from college on a break. And it was kind of like, hey, um, we'd love to see her. And so we... Was this the pork chop? Yeah, the pork chop night. Oh, okay. okay. So, but um, we at the end of it was that... Um, Willis was there too. My brother and my sister both came up. And it was kind of like one of the first times that Rachel and I as a couple kind of like hosted people and like, you know, invited them over. You know, we hadn't been married too long. It was just a really wonderful, spontaneous time. It wasn't well planned. It was Our sort food of... was very small. Like it wasn't from a cookbook for two. Never get a married couple a cookbook for two when you're trying to make it for four. You don't think about doubling it. So right. whose story is this? Okay, whose I'm just story? saying it was rations. There was there was some ups and downs to all of it, but like it none of the unpleasantries of like oh like we didn't have quite enough food changed the fact that it was a really enjoyable. You can't control the weather, but a beautiful weather. We sat out on our picnic table and just talked with, you know, my brother and sister and had a great time. I think some of the things there that like just resonate with me is like, it feels like a blessing when something spontaneously happens, which again, goes back to how Rachel and I met, like when you're not really planning anything and I don't know, God just is like, Hey, here's, here's a really awesome evening with your family or, Hey, I'm going to introduce you to this new person. Something about that just speaks to my soul is like, wow, that, that's what pumps me up. 
in some way that just captures some of the things that really mean a lot to me, family and spontaneity, being outside and just enjoying good food with friends and family. So that's the story that I'll share. That's cool, guys. Thank you for those stories. Tell us, tell everybody briefly, what is it you're going to be doing with Signpost Inn? Yeah, so I'm joining the Signpost Inn um, as the ministry ambassador. So that means a few concrete things as of now with lots of excitement about what it could mean and what opportunities God has in store. But I know for now, I'm going to be um, helping produce some content and resources uh, for people. So that's one of our avenues of the ministry is resources and training. And so I'm excited to be participating in the podcast, sitting down here on the back porch. I also look forward to producing some articles and blogs that we we send out. And one thing that I'm particularly excited for is um, developing a resource around the Lord's Prayer. This is kind of an idea that Brandon called me up about one day and, you know, we got excited about what would it look like to bring together a collaboration of all these different perspectives um, of, you know, the classic theologians throughout Christian history with focus kind of on, you know, the church fathers and all that. What would it look like to just to gather a resource around this incredibly rich and beneficial portion of scripture, the Lord's Prayer? So things like that. I'm really excited for that part of my job of just utilize some of my training and everything to produce some content um, that will hopefully bless people, help them slow down and connect with God. Aside from that, I'll be um, participating on those prayer retreats that we host and being a resource for the participants as they ask for or need support and guidance during their time as they connect with God. And then lastly, there are some opportunities that could be taking place for me to partner Signpost and Ministry with um, other ministries here locally in Canyon City. So God's got a lot of doors open and there's a lot of exciting things that we're talking about and thinking about. But those are just a few of the things that I, I know are on my plate for right now. Yeah, and I'm excited about that too. I, I'm really grateful for the uh, additional help. I think one of the things you told me early on was that you're you have a strength as being a vision caster, and and I think that's really true. I'm and I'm excited to have a team member that catches the same kind of joy over building these things. Yeah, thank you, Peter. Rachel, what are you doing? So I get to be the administrative manager, and that looks a lot like. When the communications start growing, I'll be talking to people over the phone who want to connect with us, email responses, connecting host homes and host families, and just get to connect with a lot of fun people who love this mission, support this mission, and people who might not know about it yet. I just love the vision of this ministry of helping people connect with God and find direction. Um, the phrase I have found the most helpful is support you in the waiting. I love that I get to be kind of part of it and behind the scenes. Because like you said, like you're kind of the logistics. I'm the person who goes, does stuff fearlessly. So it's one of those things where I'll go do and you tell me all the logistics and I'll work around that. So I'm excited. Yeah, I can already tell even just in the three weeks that you guys have been here, you were a gift to balance out my weaknesses. So I am grateful for that. The feeling is mutual. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um I do want to ask you guys why you did this. And just a little bit of background before we do that. I think it's important that people hear that you have come very much on faith. We didn't have the budget to say, here, here's a job, here's a salary, go. And you all agreed to come and with together, we're launching our fundraising to raise those salaries mm -hmm. so that we can actually do this work together. So there's a real sense in which you are totally on trust right now. 
Um, why would you do that? I think for me, it centers a lot around trust in God. And that goes all the way back context-wise with COVID. Peter and I just got married fresh um, in three months, four months. And my word of the year was redefine. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. I was reading Philippians. Paul talked a lot about being redefined. And specifically for him by joy, but I was just curious, like, what does it look to be redefined by the creator God and by Jesus? And so going into the year, who would have thought there would have been an epidemic and who would have thought the word epidemic would ever grow so tiresome? And Peter and I are stuck in the house together when we used to work. I used to work nine to five. He used to work four to six at a local restaurant. We weren't used to seeing that much of each other. And now we're stuck at home and we're facing a lot of the raw and the real emotions of what that looks like. Um, I think the more we've been married, the more opposite we seem to find ourselves. I am the introvert. I was so happy to be home. And Peter is the extrovert. So he was crawling out any space cranny window to get out of the house. Make me sound like a, a convict, like, oh, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> well, it's true. You'd go out to Willis and play football. I mean, you really were out of the house whenever you could. But I just remember it was so hard on our marriage because emotionally, we don't have the equipment quite yet to talk out our emotions and our feelings. And sometimes that hurts. And I remember in the summer when you guys were connecting before Signpost was born, I was so grateful that he was able to connect with you. You had always been a mentor he had mentioned. And the fact that you guys could connect over Sora and Kierkegaard, which maybe you guys should have a podcast on that because that would be interesting. And you guys started having this spiritual direction relationship. There was a freedom I sensed from Peter in which he didn't have to tell me everything. He was able to share with someone he trusted in a real and tangible way. And they didn't try to fix it like his wife does. They listened and they looked for God invitations and that really worked for us, um, really worked for Peter. And I remember at that point, there was something intriguing about the ministry. I didn't know much about it. And then the next year, um, that continued happening. And right near the end of 2021, you know, we had talked, we had supported the ministry um, with some donations and we were wondering if there would ever be more to that. And Peter asked after he graduated seminary, what if I didn't pastor a church? Like, what if I worked with a ministry like the signpost in? And for me, that was super exciting because really the month prior, I mean, it's, I guess it's intimidating when you just are fresh out of seminary and you're the seminarian's wife, what that looks like to head a church. But I had always had more of a passion for outside of the church ministry. I think that's where you reach a lot of people. So to be part of a ministry that does just that, it's interdenominational. It doesn't matter where you come from. We just want to be that resting place is important to me. And so I was excited when he brought that up and you called a couple days later and God started that movement. But really, it was all a matter of God facing me with the question, do you trust me? Because if you don't follow through with this, if you don't go to Colorado, it's an obvious distrust of my power because he had made it. I mean, two by four in the head clear that this was where he was calling us. Even when we visited you guys in Colorado, that made it even more clear. And Peter can tell you, I was telling him the entire time, God's calling us here. He's calling us here. He's like, hold, hold your horses. Wait, wait. I'm like, no, like it is scarily 
clear how much he's calling us. So um, for me, it was all a matter of, do I trust God that even when I can't see the entire picture, that he will fulfill his promises and that's never to leave or forsake us. Thank you. That's very cool. Peter, why do this? Yeah. So Rachel was sharing a little bit about my um, opportunity to participate in some spiritual direction with you, Brandon. And my experience there really lined up with what the movement of God in my life in that time and season. It was a place for me to, I think the phrase that you've used is the put my theological money where my mouth is. So there's these things that God was continuing to point to. And I'd go, oh, that again? Like, oh, okay. And I think that there was a sense of, okay, like these things that God is showing me, these things that he's showing me about myself and who I am and about himself and who he is, how do I practice that? And what does that look like? I said with my mouth that God's my good shepherd. He's going to provide for us. And then a lot of times with my actions, I felt so anxious and I would hurry around trying to do everything and be everything to everyone, or at least that that was the internal struggle. I, I felt like I had a boulder on my shoulders. So, you know, I was just sort of bent over. I was heavily laden. And and so through through some of our relationship, how God was speaking to me through that was to say, hey, you say that you trust me. You know the, the verses of scripture that talk about casting your burdens onto me because I care for you. Why don't you actually try practicing that, Peter? And it was like, oh, but, but, you know, as I did practice that, there was a change of like posture. Like I feel like from that idea of being like bent over with the weight of the world on my shoulders to like a, a, a sigh and like a straightening up like, oh, okay, I'm not carrying all this weight. Actually, it's in God's hands. And it felt very freeing. Not that there was like a, a magic pill that made all my troubles go away and I suddenly didn't have anxiety and cares but there was a sense in which as God invited me to take an action and trust him with it, that I like, it felt different and it felt good. Like I think of the verse says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I was tasting and again and seeing, and it was like, yeah, I want to live this way. So I think that as God was putting those nudges and questions on our heart and minds about God, are you, are you working here to call us to signpost in? Um, part of the why for me is like, I need this. I want to practice this way of life. I want to live this way, not ruled by fear and carrying burdens that were not meant for me to carry. I want to practice real faith, trusting my Savior with the big stuff and and staying behind him. And I think the fact that that is a, a point of emphasis within Signpost in just like it was kind of like an amen, like, yes, yeah, I want to do that. And also, why wouldn't I want this for other people? Why wouldn't I want others to know the invitations from Jesus to come and join him and, and rest for a while, not carry the weight of the world on their shoulders? Yeah, that's good. I think as I listen to both of you answer that question, there are so many themes in there that fits so well with the metaphor of the of the inn at the crossroads. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the signpost at the crossroads and you look over to the left or the right and you see the inn and the lights are on and the people are happy and there's food. And it's a place where you can go and lay down your burden for a while. You can rest. Um, Rachel, as you said, you know, it's, you can wait because sometimes that is what God has us do. But it's so much easier to wait when you have friends to do it with. 
people who are part of that support network in a sense, they did. So you're welcome here, but just because you're, you're worth it. We all need those. Well, I need, I need people on the journey with me. Yeah. For me, I feel like the mission is partly, Hey, I'm walking. You want to walk with me or can I walk with you for a while? And I may be the one that benefits, but I think we all do. Mm. Yeah. It reminds me of an idea from uh, the world of recovery and Christian recovery um, that experienced with that through Celebrate Recovery. There's a sense that in your walk with Jesus, the only way that you really keep, you know, recovery, your health is to give it away. So you can't keep it unless you give it away. And so just what you were saying there is, yeah, it's like part and parcel of this life of faith is like, I can't really be walking with Jesus without also sharing that in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So part of the purpose of this podcast is for people who you're going to be calling to be able to hear you and hear what is on your heart, what you're doing. This is part of a big step for this ministry to all three of us, uh, all four of us with leave to jump out on faith. God wants us to do more. So our new fundraising campaign called More Room at the End. That's exactly right. We want more. We want to be able to do this for more people to have a bigger end, so to speak, a bigger, bigger metaphorical end where more and more people can walk with us and we can walk with them. So you're actually calling people. You're you're asking for them to support us in this ministry to help us cover our salaries, uh, to do more retreats, to do all the stuff that God wants us to do that we don't even know about yet. Um, is there anything? Is there anything I should ask you? Is there any? I always like to do that. Is there a question that I you wish I had asked? You know, I'm not sure that I can think of a question, um, but a thought that comes to mind. You know, obviously, I'm really excited to be here at the Signpost Inn, but something I don't necessarily want to communicate is like, we've got the secret sauce that, you know, we've got the formula finally figured out, distilled to, you know, it's, I don't know, whatever it is, the idea that, oh, you know, I was just kind of toiling and now I've found real connection to Jesus. At least I think for some of the people that might be listening who know me, I mean, this has been a lifelong thing. Like, And I believe that Jesus is at work in each of our lives from the moment we are brought into this world until the day we die. He's always pursuing us and he's compassionate and tender and gentle and wants for us rest and and to trust him as God. And so I think these are really strong points of emphasis within Signpost In that I love, but I don't want to communicate that it's like, oh, I didn't know any of this or like this was all new stuff. Like this is stuff God's been working in my own heart and mind and body for, I mean, for my whole life. Peter, you know what I hear there? I hear gratefulness. I am grateful for the mentors, that your parents, for the people who have prepared you for this, for your whole life. And I have a similar feeling towards my past. You know, I mean, there's hard stuff for all of us, but the truth is, the people that I've learned from, this isn't something I, they didn't teach me. This is actually th- the fruition of what mm. they've taught me. And I'm, yeah. I'm just grateful for that. And yeah. I'm grateful for the people that have poured into you as well. So those of you who know Peter and are listening, thank you. Um, you did a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Amen to that. I think that that's exactly what I'm feeling. It's just a gratitude. And this does feel like a culmination of all that God has done in my life. Rather than a, a splitting of a path, it's it's just the next step in the journey. 
Yeah, I think too, just the emphasis, this is like Paul says, follow me as I follow Jesus. And I think I always want to emphasize this is a ministry not made up of people who have this whole rest thing figured out. No, Mm -hmm. this is people who are intrigued by the pace of life that Jesus carried throughout the gospel and simply want to live that out practically. So Brandon, I think you said this before, but it's like an invitation on a journey. Come and see. So I think in that sense, I just want to let all my friends know it doesn't matter where you're from, what your past looks like, what you're currently doing. We can all connect at a crossroads of life and Jesus and his apprentices are all saying, and I hope we're saying, and it's coming through that. Just come and come and follow me as I follow Christ. Yeah, the inn is open to everybody, right? You don't even have to have a need. You don't have to have a reason. <laughs> if uh, you're intrigued by any of this, please check us out, signpostin.org. Also, uh, we are, as we said, we are our new fundraiser, More Room at the Inn, is covering salaries for all of our staff, as well as the uh, massive international headquarters, which <laughs> if, if you haven't figured out by now, are not very big at all. So we would love it if you would consider joining our team and supporting us. Um, keeps this podcast going, pays Peter and Rachel, pays my wife and I, pays for all the bills that we have, but also makes the stuff available so that we, we can keep the doors to the inn open. And it's really easy to donate. It's signpostin.org slash donate. And that'll take you straight to the place to go. So thank you guys. And for everybody listening, may the grace of Christ go with you wherever the road takes you. Thanks for listening. Signpost End's mission is to help people connect with God and find direction. If you, like us, believe in the power of creating welcoming spaces for people to be heard and known, please join us with your monthly support. All donations are fully income tax deductible and help us make our ministries and services available to as many people as possible. Peter and Rachel and I also want to invite you to come away with us and practice resting with Christ. We are hosting a contemplative prayer retreat April 29th through May 2nd and want you to join us. Located on 38 acres of private land in the beautiful Colorado Rockies, It's hard to find a better place to slow down and connect with God. This retreat is filling up fast, so don't wait to sign up. You can sign up at signpostin.org. And if you can't make our retreat this month, be sure to check out our website for all our other retreats. We have one scheduled nearly every month through October. Hope to see you there.